When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I'm Hayden, and I'm an American with a passion for British Royal history. This week, I'm going into the world of styles and titles, attempting to make them all make sense. Styles, titles, honorary titles, those that have them, those that do. It all can be very confusing and intimidating when you first enter the royal world. Within the British Royal Family, there are those that have them and those that don't. When thinking of current events, the first thing that comes to mind in all this style and title debacle comes when Prince Harry and Meghan left the royal family in early 2020. While they're allowed to keep using their titles, the biggest one being the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, they can no longer use their HRH styling except for formal occasions. What does this all mean? What's the difference between a style and a title? Well. Stick around, and I'll try to make it all make sense. A style is something that is a little bit complicated, and it involves certain laws of succession, whom is sovereign at the time of the person being born, and it has a lot of protocol around it. The biggest thing about a style is that someone is born with it. If you are within the royal family, you are born with the style. Now, what is a style? Well, a style is when someone is a prince or princess, and they're usually styled as royal highness within the British royal family. Now, according to the Bills of Rights and the Succession Act, especially the most recent revision in 2013 outlines the order of succession and in some ways who has claimed to be a prince and who has claimed to be a princess. Of course, it all comes back to the sovereign and who is sovereign at the time. From there, it goes to the sovereign's children. Then after that, it only follows the male line. And of course, in 1917, they tried to slim it down, making it only through the eldest son, and then they tried to slim it down and reorganize it to try to not have so many people. Now, within the monarchies across all greater Europe, each monarchy treats their styling a little bit differently, and it can get a little confusing to try to keep all of it together. But the big thing is a style is at birth. You are born a prince, you are born a princess, and you are referred to as, especially in England, a royal highness. Now, there is a hierarchy within the stylings, especially the styling of highness, and some hold a little bit more prestige over the other. A really fun anecdote is in the book 99 Glimpses of Princess Margaret, she was known to have been a little bit critical and superior acting when referring to Queen Mary. Queen Mary, of course, was born a serene highness, where Princess Margaret was born a royal highness. And so 
people that were around the princess said that when Queen Mary was alive, she used to hold herself in a little bit higher regard than Queen Mary, feeling that she was more royal than her. But there we go, we've heard Serene Highness, Royal Highness. Where do these all fall into play? Well, in some ways, at the bottom of the totem pole, we have just Highness. Then above that, Serene Highness. Then the most common and somewhat at the top of the totem pole, we have Royal Highness. Of course, with the Imperial Family of Japan, they are Imperial Highnesses, and Imperial Highness and Royal Highness tend to sit at the top of the totem pole. There are Archdukes and Archduchesses in mainland Europe, especially around the area of Germany and Austria, that do have uh, a shared styling, where it is Royal and Imperial Highness. So they are H-R-I-H. Within the British Royal Family, they're styled Royal Highness, of course, except if you are the Sovereign, then you are Majesty. But the big thing that you need to take away is that styling is at birth. You are born a prince or a princess, and you are then within the British Royal Family styled Royal Highness. It starts at the Sovereign, goes to the Sovereign's children, and then follows the male line. Titles are a little bit different very different in that regard. Titles are given as gifts at the discretion of the monarch. And pretty much anybody can have can have a title. There's even websites that try to sell bootleg titles so that anybody can feel like they're a titled European aristocrat. But within England, they all trace back to being gifts from the sovereign. But there is a hierarchy within these titles. At the bottom of the totem pole, we have, of course, the courtesy titles that we all note of someone being knighted or given a damehood. So sir and dame tend to be at the bottom of the totem pole in all the titles. Above that, we have lord and lady. Then above, baron and baroness. Then viscount, viscountess. Earl and countess above them. Marquis and marchioness above them. And finally, at the top of the totem pole, we have duke and duchess. Now, it is very common within the British royal family at the time of marriage that one be given a dukedom. But we have seen in certain instances where an earldom has been given in place. We've seen that with Princess Margaret, where her husband was given the earldom of Snowdon. So he was then the Earl of Snowdon. And of course, with the Queen's youngest son, Prince Edward, he is the Earl of Wessex. He was given an earldom instead. Now, there are instances where members of the royal family have declined accepting titles. We see that with Princess Anne and her first husband. We also see that with both uh, their royal highnesses, Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie. Outside the British royal family with the titled peerage, there is another layer when thinking about their children. There's a lot of rules as how children have titles, do children have titles, and where it all falls into play. Title of Earl or an earldom is this dividing line between the titles of do children have titles or not. So um, the titles below earldom, so Viscount, Baron, and Lord, any children that have had usually have a title that's called the Honorable or the Right Honorable in some cases, but those do not transfer with marriage and do not get passed down um, anywhere else. They're just a courtesy title to give them some form of... Um, honor and prestige referring back to their to their parents now referring to daughters at the level of earl and above they are 
that's styled with the their titled lady. To use an example, when Diana, Princess of Wales, was in her teenage years and when she was engaged to the Prince of Wales, she was known as Lady Diana Spencer at the time. Her father had ascended and inherited the Earl of the Earldom, so he was the Earl Spencer, and thus, being a daughter of an Earl, she was styled as Lady. Sons, things can get a little bit confusing, and Earl is a little bit of the is the beginning of an exception. So, one of the things about the British peerage class is titles are inherited with through primogeniture, meaning that the eldest son becomes the heir. Therefore, at the level of Earl and above, the eldest son, who is the one who will inherit the title, gets one of the father's courtesy titles. To keep using the Spencer family example, the father and head of the household is the Earl Spencer, and the heir to the earldom uses the courtesy title Viscount Althorpe. The remaining sons of an earl are then styled the honorable, insert name here. At the level of Mar- Marquis and Duke, any other sons that the Duke and Duchess or Marquis and Marchioness may have, outside of the heir to the title, are simply styled Lord. Members of the British royal family can have both, a style and, and a title. It's very common. We see that, of course, given upon marriage where a prince is gifted a title. We see, we've seen that with the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and the Duke of Duchess, Duchess of Sussex. But there's a big difference between a style and a title. Style is given at birth. The styling of royal highness and prince or princess is given at birth. And of course, exceptions have been made for the children of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, as Prince William will be king one day, uh, their children, and in order to preserve his children's order in the line of succession, the exception was made in 2013. Divorces are different within the royal family, but they have happened. We've seen it with Diana, Princess of Wales, and Sarah, Duchess of York. They were able to keep their titles, but they were not able to keep their style. It is common in marriages that any titled member, their wife, to use a heterosexual couple, the wife will get the uh, equivalent of their husband's titling in order for them to be equal. The same goes with styling. But now with being referred to as prince or princess, that style, again, is reserved at birth. Protocols for those who are titled and styled can get a little confusing and will be covered in a later episode. But that is the big difference between the two. A style is given at birth and refers to someone being addressed as highness and prince or princess. Titled and the titled peerage are given as gifts. No one is born an earl. And that, dear listeners, I do hope helps. This all can be very confusing when you first enter it, so I hope that this short and quick explanation helps make sense the difference between styling and titles, and I hope it all begins to make sense for you. I'd like to say thank you for, for stopping by. Rate, review, subscribe, and share, and let me know how I'm, how I'm doing. And as always, thank you for having, thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.